Welcome to Into the Known, a podcast focused on helping you find the known within you. With you today are your hosts, Cindy and Lisa, and today we are going to wander into loud, energetic places. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, Wanderers, we just want to share that it took us a solid 10 minutes to come up with what we were going to call this, and we cannot start recording till we have a title name because it segues us in. So (laughs) we are in high amusement, despite our topic. So we have landed on loud energetic places because we were reflecting upon some stories of our own where we had high spirit experience, high spirits, beings without bodies experiences. And we thought it would be fun to kind of talk about why that happens, what our experiences were, and how you kind of go about knowing what's going on. We may not fully get you into that space of your own knowingness, but we'll share with you how we kind of know. So Lisa, you want to talk a little bit about how spirits or beings without bodies or loud energetic places kind of begin or form? From my perspective, there are a couple of reasons why a place could have a really strong energetic vibe. Um, What we're most interested in kind of looking at is sort of the spirit place relationship. I mean, there's probably many, many other ways of creating (laughs) a large energetic experience in a place, but um, we want to kind of hone in onto the relationship between people and a place. So um, one of the ideas is in a strong emotional experience, it could be positive or negative, but if you have a really strong emotional experience in a place, that energy can get um, stuck there or stay there, or a piece of you as a spirit can get locked into that space. Um, Another one is being attachment. There's um, a place that a being can really feel like they own, like this is my place. This is my home. Um, This is me. You know, this is a part of me. And that's how energy can get stuck in a place. And then the last one is a ghost loop. And I'll let you uh, sort of elaborate on that, Cindy, because I I kind of get the idea. (laughs) I call it a ghost loop. And it's a little bit like a being attachment or a spirit attachment. It's when... In my experience of doing house healings, being in places around the world, um, talking with other practitioners, doing virtual house healings, doing business house healings, doing land healings, it's when a consciousness gets stuck, not the whole of the spirit or the whole of the being, but the part of them that does not realize they're no longer in a body and they are more or less on a loop. Maybe they're in the kitchen every morning in the area Mm. where they're making coffee Perhaps they are in a closet because that's where they hid when they were a child. And anytime I have engaged with what I now refer to as a ghost loop, it is literally that. There is no saying hello to that energy. That energy does not respond. It is so unconscious and so stuck. And recently I actually did a healing for a client. This was not the intention of the reading uh, where they had just rebuilt a home on some land that they had gotten but and they built it from the ground up. And they were really uncomfortable in it. And when I looked at it, I was like, well, yeah, because the previous structure is energetically still there. And so Mm. what was happening is that the energy that was attached to that previous structure had was still in the new home space. And so I was able to clear it, but nothing there was conscious. Everything Mm -hmm. I cleared was basically recycling the energy, taking it back to zero because anything that was conscious had already left. So that's what I mean by a ghost loop. And you'll oftentimes like find the energy in the same spot at the same time of day or doing the same routine or something of that nature. And it's 
either from, I think a couple of reasons this happens. One, I think it's just where they are unconsciously doing their routine. So like when you brush your teeth and you're unconsciously doing your routine, I think sometimes if it's a super traumatic experience and the part of them that protects them stays there mm-hmm. or keeps that memory there. I think those are the two main ways. I think a third way would just be like a deep attachment to the area or the home or the business or the structure or something of that mm-hmm. nature. So right. that's what I mean by ghost loop. Yeah. It's a, it's a little bit like a spirit attachment or a being attachment, but no consciousness. Yeah, that makes sense. So Lisa, you had mentioned um, Peter Wentz Farmstead, and I have no, no idea where that is, what that is. <laughs> All you shared was it's high vibe and I'm here for it. Can you share with us? what this is, where it is, what you see as being the loud energy there. Yeah, I, um, this is actually not far from where I grew up. It's in Pennsylvania, Montgomery County. And it's a farmstead that was built in 1744. And it was built by this guy, Peter Wentz. And it's a beautiful land uh, around the area. And like their claim to fame was that Washington during the, the Revolutionary War had like, was there for a while, had his headquarters there for a while. Um, But every time I step foot on that property, I just see, I don't see that part of it. Like, I feel like that's sort of a blip in history, but the main energy that's on the farm that I always notice is just the the joy of being there. Like this was a wealthy family. <laughs> I'll just put it out there. They, I mean, if, you're, if, if you are in history, <laughs> somewhere just juxtaposed to any previous president, odds yeah. are you probably had money unless it was a bad yeah. juxtaposition. Right, right. Not uh, them. <laughs> exactly. So this is a wealthy family. They, you know, they've had a lot, they have a lot of privilege and, you know, resources at hand. And I, I could just sense the, like the land was plentiful and the they they just had a very the existence there i mean i'm sure they've had their problems too but the main overall vibe was that this was a really good place to be to live to work to um grow up uh, and things like that so that um cuz we just wanted to to say that there are you know a lot of people tend to think that loud energetic places only hold the negative or the scary or the thing but I and we'll get there don't worry we got that coming we just I I am insistent on researching a couple things very detailed which is why that's it's coming I promise yeah 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 yeah. but so we also wanted to introduce the play the idea that you know if you have a very positive response or the people that lived in a place had a very positive experience there that you can pick up on that too so that was the first one that popped in my head have you been to Hearst Castle? I have not been to Hearst Castle. No. As soon as you were describing it, what I saw was in my mind's eye, because that's where I see things, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, was Hearst Castle. And just a very brief, vague memory. I'd have to ask my bestie. But like the first time we went, we saw zebras. Every time she and I go together, we get to see the zebras. Anytime I go with anyone else, there's no zebras. I think one time there were zebras. And I just remember going through the different tours and feeling the vibe of the people that were there and the joy and and Hearst was very well known for no alcohol and that Mm -hmm. story I mean the echo in that room when you learn that story of somebody bringing alcohol on the premise and finding out and the guy comes back to his room and all of his stuff is packed and he is on his way out because Hearst was that particular you would feel you you'd feel that there's also the house in Redwood City or near Redwood City that they use for Dynasty. And I cannot remember the name of it, but I went there for the first time in this last year. And same thing, like you just get this feel for things that are grand 
Mm. and large and joyful. And it reminds Mm -hmm. me of what Downton Abbey kind of taps into in some of their episodes or what Bridgerton's doing, or even like Pride and Prejudice. When I think about what those structures might have looked like, whether they're based on something real or they're based on something fake, it's kind of the same thing you're talking about. It's leaving Mm -hmm. an echo. It's loud. You can imagine it. And I think part of the reason we can do that is because many of these places become historical sites. And so Mm -hmm. we don't change the energy. We kind of leave it there unless you're an energy worker going there. And then you're like, I'm just going to move this over here. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Exactly. Exactly. So Lisa, you said I have not, you don't recall me sharing this story um, on the podcast. So as I tell it, if I did share it, I apologize. Maybe you didn't listen to the episode, but here's a fun, fun story. So a few years ago, probably four years ago now, maybe, maybe five years ago, I went with a friend up to uh, Washington State, Port Angeles, I believe that's where we were, to her family's property. And she is also an energy worker. And she had said, hey, I haven't been inside the property in a long time. The last time I went by it, I noticed that there was a lot of energy. The neighbor is telling me some weird things that like happen from time to time. Just wanted to give you the heads up. By the way, we've already bought the plane tickets. So like we're still doing this. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and the fr- I, there's so many stories, but I want to tell one in particular. I just want to say... I have been to some places that are energetically charged. I would say that this is the one that made me believe in things that people qualify as paranormal. Now, I am doing energy work. I have been doing energy work for over 10 years, almost 15 years now. I absolutely believe in that. But the concept of ghosts and the concept of just that paranormal activity aspect, I had I held space for it, but I hadn't had my own experiences. This trip changed everything for me. And even to this moment, like I'm still getting chills. So I'm going to pick one story from that because I could spend the entire time talking about my entire trip. So I think it was our last night there, our second to last night there. And my friend is really big on taking photos in the dark to find orbs. And I had never done this before. And I am getting full body chills as I say this. I just want to warn you. If you are someone that thinks it might be fun to see orbs, do not do this in your house unless you are an energy worker because you will scare yourself and sleep with the lights on for a while. The other day, I took a picture of Bubs early in the morning. I looked at the picture and there was two orbs. And I was just like, really, guys? Really? Like, my bedroom is my sanctuary outside of my Mm -hmm. healing team and princess. Like, I need you all to leave. And I, like, moved them out. But it was – I will not go through my house at night taking photos. So – we're do you want to do you want to talk about what orbs are? Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just an assumption that everybody, yeah, everybody knows, knows. What an orb is. <laughs> so an orb, um, the way in which I see an orb is really just a spirit or a consciousness, and it's kind of collapsed in on itself, or it's not taking up a lot of space, and then you can invite it to take shape or form. So like when I'm doing a reading for someone, most of the time they're like past loved ones will show up in full astral body of looking like a human every so often I just get a ball of light and I'm like I'm gonna need you to take a shape okay Mm -hmm. so orbs energy consciousness so she's like hey I want to go do this I'm like okay so we have Thai food I don't know why it's important Thai food is just (laughs) an important thing for me when it comes to energy work and we get to the house and we'd already had some weird weird experiences like this is not the first thing that made me think oh, this is real. In fact, this story doesn't even lend itself to paranormal activity. It lends itself to energy work. But the house had already creeped me out. Going in with like space to find, roses up, like 
I think I had selenite with me or some stone that, you know, like would remind me that I have skills. So we begin taking photos and different parts of the house were built on at different times. And we get to the most recent addition, which I believe ended up being her grandfather's room um, or suite or something like that. It was someone's suite. It was very large, looked like a studio apartment. And she's taking photos and I walk into the room and like we're both just kind of talking about what we're seeing and experiencing. And prior to that, I had been working, um, clearing the energy out of the laundry room, which looked like an old coal room, which makes no sense mm. for Port Angeles because I don't think that they were a mining town ever. But that's what it reminded me of. I've been to uh, big estates on the East Coast, so I'm like familiar with that. And I was clearing out some young child energy and we get into this room that did not exist prior to her family. and. I start becoming aware of like a young boy, somewhere between eight and 14 years old. And there are pictures of this. And if I remember, I'll drop them in stories um, so y'all can see it. She proceeded to take photos of me as I was wandering around the room. I didn't know she was taking photos of me. She's just, you know, we're both snapshotting. And I start realizing that there's an energy that really wants to come through. And I'm standing, I'm going to get, I'm going to start crying. And the crying is energy releasing. This does not upset me. This is just what my body does when I retell the story. This is my body's way of saying what you're talking about is real and true. So when people tell me ghost stories and like I get full body chills, I'm always like, okay, there's a, there's something mm -hmm. real in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm standing in the middle of this room and I'm crying, like full blown crying. And then I just start talking and I start telling the story of this young boy, Jacob. I don't remember what the story was. And I just start talking and sharing his life. And he had died young at the age, I'm guessing no later than 14, on the property in a not so great way. And he was sharing his story through me. And I'm standing there. I literally could not move. When we were done for the night, we once I was able to kind of be cognizant again and move him out of my space, this is before I learned how to channel with consciousness. We gave him the hello he was ready for. We helped him find his next step and got him unattached to the land, unattached to his trauma that was keeping him there. Now, this was not a ghost loop. This is a spirit attached to the land. Mm -hmm. Later, we're at the hotel because we didn't stay um, at the house beyond the first night for both plumbing reasons, but also just the activity in the house was, I was not sleeping well. The first night we stayed there, there was a bat. Turns out there's no bats in the house. We have no idea how the bat got in. We're fairly certain it was channeled or possessed. She woke up in the middle of the night hearing things like, like people screaming and like, didn't wake me up. And I was like, why didn't you wake me up? Just weird things that happened. So we weren't staying there. So we get back to the hotel. Neither of us have scrolled through any of our photos and uh, we're sitting at the hotel and she just hands me her phone and she's like, start here and scroll over. I kid you not, you watch this ball of light above me as I'm on the far left side of the room. As I walk, she's taking photos and you watch this ball of light slowly descend. And when I could not physically move, you see the ball of light or the orb literally in my headspace. Mm. And then when I moved again, you see that it has kind of left. I don't know that I have all the photos showing the stages, but I know that there were photos. I, I have to because I was so like, I this was something that I worked with for a while. I had to really look at it, had to break it down. I had to go like, what happened and what is my belief and am I crazy? Like this was mm -hmm. a moment where I went, am I crazy? And it was one of those times where it. we have a note on here that says like proof point for energy work. 
this was one of those times where I felt like I had a proof point that energy work was a real thing. Mm-hmm. But my goal, like in, in retrospect, my goal is what it would have been now, which was helping that spirit find its next step. But right. it was so attached to its trauma and so attached to sharing its story that once it shared its story, we were able to move him on to his next step. But mm-hmm. it was definitely an ex- that whole house, that whole trip was just such an experience of paranormal things that are energy related, but not things I had ever experienced. Or, or let me rephrase that, not things I had experienced since I started doing energy work and had my own ideology in my head. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I find it really interesting that the power of the story was what freed him. You know, like he was able to tell the story to another being. Maybe it was really important that it be a being in a physical body. <laughs> it probably. seemed like it. It seemed yeah. like it needed to be channeled. And I just remember mm-hmm. standing there with tears streaming down my face and just being like, I can't move. And mm-hmm. I was I was scared, but I felt safe because mm-hmm. I knew there was no way my friend was not going to be able to help me out if I, if I lost faculties of myself. I knew that she had enough experience and tools and techniques to help me. So I didn't feel scared mm-hmm. or I felt scared, but I felt safe. Right. I still, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You pushed a big boundary there. That's, I did. That's great. <laughs> that's that's, that's awesome. the trip where um, I was the last person in a room and all the windows were shut and uh, the air and heat were turned off. This was middle of winter, so it's not like there's AC going. There's no fan. And I was the last person in the room and came back the next day and all the boxes had been um, mm. pushed down. Mm-hmm. And even as I'm saying this now, I'm going to start tearing up. That was the moment that I went, fuck excuse my language but I went fuck and I came out and I said did you go in the room after I left last night or after I came out last night and she's like no I was like did the contractor come over she's like no I said no one's been in that room she's like no why and then she's like looking at me like because I'm like almost crying and I said I stacked up all the boxes and she's like I know I watched and I said come in the room and the boxes were two air mattress boxes and then things like two or three boxes that were like shoebox size in two stacks and everything had been pushed over towards the closet and we both looked at it and this was uh our second our second night um the first night we stayed there the second night we did not we both looked at it and then we that was when she kind of really shared what had happened that first night for her that i hadn't experienced Mm -hmm. and we had realized we had pissed off something that was attached to the house and i think she has had other experiences after our experience that trip I know she went back up there at least twice to work on the house for some family stuff and I think she's had other experience I'm gonna assume she's moved that specific spirit out Mm -hmm. it also was the moment that I realized just how much emotion is necessary for a spirit to move something in the physical world yeah and I stand by that I stand by it. it takes a lot of emotion to move something physically I agree. I feel like emotions are a powerful force. I mean, and when you have a strong emotion, I mean, you feel it powerfully, but it also can, um, I think, manifest itself physically, right? So you can have a really strong emotion and feel ill from yes. it, you know? And you, you know, and as a spirit without a body, you know, what I mean? it's it's something that that you can draw upon to actually do affect. I feel like emotions only really exist in the physical world. Like, I they don't- do. Yes. Yeah. So they don't we, exist outside the physical world. I was taught emotion is how the body makes sense of energy, makes sense of information. Mm-hmm. But I do think that spirits can still have emotion. It's yeah. really my brain can't quite reconcile. Like there's a couple pieces missing to the way that I understand it. But I agree. But I still think it takes a ton of energy to move something in the physical world if you don't have a yeah. physical body. Yeah. 
No, I totally agree with you. But I think it's like you said, it's that being attachment, right? So it's left a piece of itself, like a, you know, you as a spirit can leave energy wherever you want or keep it together or not or whatever. It's your choice. So if you've left uh, energy of your own behind in the physical realm, even though you don't have a physical body, you can still draw upon the emotions that you felt in that place. Because it's usually place. a strong emotion. It's yeah. rage oh, yeah. or anger or mm -hmm. deep joy or sadness that mm -hmm. seems to be like the biggest mm, forces there. Yeah. But that's the only experience I've had where I've actually, I know with 100%, 99.9% certainty that those boxes were moved by something that does not have physical form and was not right. the wind. Because everyone's like, oh, was the window open? No, I was literally yeah. the last person in there and I shut the entire, the entire room up. Like, mm -hmm. it freaks me out to this day. Yeah. That is a very loud, energetic place. <laughs> <laughs> My home is a loud, energetic place. Have we talked about that? No. Uh-uh. And you may not realize, you may not notice it because you do so much energy work. So people that either don't do energy work or uh, have, are still working through some of their fear within their energy work space have a very hard time being in my house because it's so loud. Hmm. It's fascinating. What, what's their experience? Like, what do they feel or what? Do they uh, just a lot of discomfort, a lot hmm. of like not wanting to be in the room. Just a, like I have one friend who will not go in the front room of my house, which is like the den. It has all mm -hmm. the books and everything. She refuses to step foot in there. Hmm. Um, I've done enough energy work that like myself and my cousin and the cats are all fine. But I've had a lot of people come through and they're like, I just don't know what it is about your house. I just don't want to be in it. And I'm like, hmm. okay. And like, it's interesting because I keep it at a fairly like decent vibration that's suitable for a female body, a male body and two beeline bodies. So I always find that interesting but it is loud it is very loud and i have stories from when i was a kid in this house that are energetically loud um do you think my it's... office is energetically loud huh do you think oh, it's... it's my office she doesn't like sorry not that i'm sorry interrupting uh... it's my office she doesn't like and to be fair she has good reason to not like my office because the mural that was in my office was created out of most likely some sort of drug induced state of the previous owner's son mm. and very like portally and and stuff i mean i just much energy work in here i don't notice it anymore mm -hmm. what were you gonna ask no i was gonna say was it tied to the previous owner or was it is it tied to the land do you think or is it it's both so mm. i've had a house healing from our meditation center done here when i was first doing some work on it and then after that my friend and I did some energy work together because there was just, I had a roommate at the time and like she would just channel some weird things. And so mm -hmm. I asked for support and what we discovered, and I've not looked this up historically, there was a carnival trail or traveling fair trail near where I live. And so there were tents and that energy here. And that is some of the strongest energy that I can still tap into if I go outside my office window if i go on that side of the house i can totally tap into it without issue mm. and the elemental energy on that side of the house also has shown me that that was like a true statement as well or that mm. that actually happened so i think the land i think the previous owners my grandfather was the second owner of this home i believe i be i he purchased it before you had to disclose if anybody died in the home. Mm. From what I have read, I would not be surprised if the previous owner's son was most likely potentially on the spectrum, definitely, or had autism of some sort, some sort of constellation within that neurodivergence for sure, potentially had some sort of hallucinogenic drug uh, quite often. And 
I personally believe he might have unalived himself in the house. Mm -hmm. I don't have any evidence. Um, Again, it wouldn't have had to been disclosed when my grandfather bought it. I'm not the only one that has that feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. So I... I, again, there's certain things you don't want to validate in my world, yeah. and this is my house is one of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Oh, but it gets loud. Amazing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It gets loud. <laughs> yeah. Growing up on the East Coast, I mean, since there's so much history there, it's there's some really loud, there's some really loud places. Like, I know Valley Forge National Park is one of them, and, and every time I go, I still put in that park. I'm not, I'm not a giant fan. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And if you're into history, it's great. But from an energetic perspective, there's a lot of the residual pain and suffering and death that happens in mass. You know, there's a lot of people in one place. And um, I can definitely feel like I will, I refuse to go into the um, cabins. Like they have some cabins that you can step into to kind of see what it was like to live in one of the log cabins. And I, I won't go in them. <laughs> I just won't, I just won't do it. I'm like, I will look inside, but I'm not going to step inside. But there are a few places, like Cindy and I were talking before we started about, there are some places, though, on that, in the land, where there's these pockets of peacefulness. And I'm not, I haven't quite put my head around, like, what exactly those are. But, you know, I was just sort of hiking through or visiting different parts of the park, because it's really big. Um, there are these moments where you're like, oh, this is actually a really beautiful place. And I, w- I was sharing with Lisa before we started how when I was a kid, you know how like when you're a kid, you go on all those field trips and you like see the historic homes, like John Muir homes down the street from both of us, right? Like if you don't know who John Muir is, um, Google it. He's a naturalist and his his home is beautiful. It's weird. The energy, like anytime I drive past it, I'm like, this is weird. And mm. I haven't gone on there. I have wanted to. I have not gone there since I started doing work energy work. But I remember being a kid and we do all these field trips to these historic places in the area. And there were a few that I was really uncomfortable with. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, there was energy. Right. Okay. I don't think I remember crying ever. I would not be surprised if I had. I'd have to like really think about it. But they, and then there's like the place in Mendocino that I've talked about before where I show up and I'm like, this is the most peaceful place in the whole wide world to me. Like I could just spend all of my time here for the rest of my days. Like, so yeah, we, they're energetically loved. And I think too, there's like energetic places that are, you're attached to as, as a person. Like, I, I feel like the Mendocino example is Mendocino right. is very like much me. So yeah. I, it's interesting because I think there's some nuance here about loud places. Like it could be loud because you have an attachment to it. Like you had an experience here, or it could be loud because there's residual energy from other beings that are left here. So you sort of have to do a check-in. Like I was sort of like, before we talked about it, I'm like, did I live in the Peter Bud's farmstead? No, I don't think I did. Yeah. <laughs> But I think that was definitely a vibe there. Um, but there are places that I've been that I either feel really super comfortable or like very uncomfortable because of me, like and what the experiences yeah. I've had there. Um, I remember reading the story about a woman who I think she went to England somewhere. And she was from the United States. She went to England, I believe. And it was a place where she in a past life had been murdered and she didn't know that consciously, right? So, <laughs> so I'm not walking around being like, "Was I murdered here? Was I murdered here? I need to go there," you know. <laughs> but um, although astrocartography could be helpful for that, 
could be, could be. Um, but anyway, she she did energy work. So she spent three days sort of working through, working through, working through sort of that the energy of the remembrance of that lifetime. And then by the end of the third day, she could actually <laughs> leave the hotel <laughs> or wherever she was staying and actually go out and enjoy the area. Um, so, I mean, th that was a very energetically loud place for her. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because last year when I was going through, you know, my mental health hormonal breakdown, I was getting a lot of healings from one of our teachers and they were really intense healings. And we were in the middle of one of them. And she said, have you done Europe? And I said, I've been to London once. That's about it. I done South America um, or I did Central Americans and Australia. And she's like, yeah, you're kind of avoiding it because of your Renaissance lifetimes there. She's like, so mm. before you go, look at that for yourself. And I've looked at it a few times because my friend's abroad right now and we had joked to recreate Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too, and I'll go to Greece. <laughs> and um, we're all very different sizes, so the pants aren't going to actually happen. And um, I looked at it for myself and was like, what do I have to clear to be able to get on a plane to go there? And it is, it would be very loud if I went. And mm -hmm. when Lisa Batiglia and I, who's been on here before, she's the elevated empath, when we were looking at astrocartography for myself for my birthday, I, I had kind of picked some places that were energetically charged. We kind of did this very brief thing where I looked at past lives for her and using astrocartography. And I said, like, if you go to these specific places, like, screw what the astrocartography says, like, energetically, this is very likely what's going to happen. And I didn't know what the astrocartography had said at the time. And then it turned out that I was kind of right. And we had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of nice to know if you're planning a big trip, like, if you're going to plan traveling Europe for a gap year or a sabbatical, like, it'd be kind of nice to know whether or not you're going to be walking into energetically mm -hmm. loud places for you specifically. I mean, obviously, there's energetically mm -hmm. loud places in Europe. I mean, there's energetically loud places everywhere in the world. But right. the personal part, I think, is an interesting thing to throw in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you experienced any ghost loops in any of the readings you've done or any of the places you've ever traveled that you can remember? I uh, was very avoidant of them. For <laughs> They're scary. I mean, because if you don't know what yeah. you're doing or you don't know what to do with it or you don't know what it is, it is scary. I, I mean, I know that I've been in haunted places like on the East Coast. Like I know, like I just knew. Um, but being such a sensitive, yeah. <laughs> but being such a sensitive person, like I, I would sense it, but then I, I had a very strong uh, defense mechanism of like I will, I do not want to see this. I do not want to experience this. I don't, you know, no, no. <laughs> and then, um, as I'm doing more and more energy work, like it doesn't, like I, it was really more of a seniority thing for me. It was a fear that if I experienced this thing, like it would sort of take me over, and then I would be lost, gone. What? I, I don't know. If Port, if disappear. the Port Angeles experience had happened to me any earlier than it actually did, or like within that two-year mark, I think I would have actually been completely freaked out, and I think I would have been incredibly scared. Yeah. And then, I mean, this is all before I learned what I've, I've been learning for the last two Before you learned how to ground and separate. And, <laughs> yeah, better right, right, right. and go, hey, wait a minute. I have seen you in this physical body. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, okay. So, like, yeah. I guarantee you there's going to be at least one wanderer listening right now who's going to be like, I've had that experience. What am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. That's my home. Mm -hmm. That's where I travel every... 
Lisa, what do they do if they have an energetically loud place that they are aware of and sensitive to, and it is not a joyful energetic loud space? Yeah, no, it's great. You brought that up and you mentioned what you've done. And I think it's a great one. It's a, a house healing. Um, both Cindy and I both do that. And we know many people that do it. Um, and it's really looking at the energy of the place whatever it is, and, you know, helping move out the energy, then also looking at the relationship space between you and the place, um, and then clearing that out as well. So the loops can be unraveled and, you know, let go and reset into present time. And like in this moment, because a lot of this energy is past energy. It's old. I don't think any of it would be present. I mean, it can't be present yeah, time energy, no. because then it wouldn't be considered what we've already right. described it as. Though we might be creating our own ghost loops right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, or maybe it's an experience that you manifested because you needed to see that, uh, but then you got stuck in it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and then someone who does energy work, uh, like Cindy or I or whomever, they they can help you shift out of that stuck, you know, because you're, you're, you got sucked into the loop. So you're sort of experiencing the loop as the loop is happening. So it's like, what what's the energy that's keeping you stuck within that loop? And then I'll just add a couple things. One, you might not want the communication. I did not need some mm -hmm. of the communication from a couple different house healings my friends and I have done in my home. I did not need that. I was completely content not being aware. Um, there's a reason, I, there's one bedroom in my house. It used to be my office for a very short period of time. And I tried to work the energy in that room and I can't. And um, I'm cool with that. It gets to have its own thing. It's spirits that are in there, beings that are live in that room get to have that. Um, it's nobody's living in it right now. In the past, I've had a housemate in there and she was fine with it. There are things I didn't need people telling me what it was. Mm -hmm. So if you are of the, the thought that I don't actually want you to tell me, all you ever have to do is communicate that to someone, whoever's doing your yeah. healing. I don't need the language. People will still want to tell you. So you kind of get to hold that boundary. Great opportunity for boundary holding. The right. other things you can do if you just are kind of aware and you want to work on it yourself smudging with sage mm. or um palo santo is that what it's called uh the sprays whatever you want i when i do house healings for people and they ask what is one thing they can do for themselves i ask whether or not they like stones and crystals now to me these mm -hmm. are pretty little things that remind me that i have a skill some of them have energy in them some of them don't i personally think that they're pretty things to look at but i I know with great certainty I have certain pieces that have some sort of energetic charge. I always encourage people if they're looking for that next step to grit, crystal grid their house on the outside if they can. They can just put mm. quartz crystal, clear quartz crystal um, shards like around the outside of your house. You can do it on the inside of your house. Don't use selenite if you're doing it outside because that is not... Um, Water breaks that down. If it's water soluble. Mm -hmm. So definitely don't use selenite. Um, black tourmaline is the other one I tell people to use. If you're looking for ways to kind of help shift if you are aware that there's something energetically loud in your home. I work with one of our friends. Um, I've worked with her on her home quite a bit now because of her kiddo. And I only just went into the home for the first time in the last like three months. And it was such a trip to go in. I kind of had a general sense of what it looked like. She had described it, but it was such a trip to go in. And then I house sat for her recently and I worked on their garage because we were, she was in a reading and I was like, what is going on with your garage? And it's a detached garage. I think it's technically detached. Um, 
And so when I was house sitting, I just kind of went in and, and cause it was loud. I mean, just staying there, it was loud for me. And I was like, yeah, no, I've got skills. Like we're not, I'm not playing this game and worked mm-hmm. on it for her. But yeah, I mean, when I, I always joke with people, like if I stay at your house, I'm probably going to unintentionally do energy work because I'm going to have to <laughs> own and ground the room for myself and bring it to my vibration for comfort. Um, no, if I'm just hanging out for dinner, no big deal. But if I'm sleeping over your house, you got healing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I just wanted to add on because uh, you were talking about smudging and I just wanted to share this little um, antidote that I learned from my shamanic teacher, which I thought was really good. So the the sage smudge is sort of the removal smoke, right? So that removes the negative energy, that kind of thing. And then you can also burn sweet grass, which is bringing in the joyful energy, right? So you're expending out with, yeah, I know. I just, when you talked about it, I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> also, if you're using white sage, please get it ethically and sourced locally please do not buy it commercially and that is your own your own cross to bear on where you feel with sage which is why we will always say palo santo and there's other options Mm -hmm. as well right i did not know that about sweetgrass where does one find sweetgrass you you can you did not get me sweetgrass from i know (laughs) she got me sage and she made this beautiful little um you know smudge thing that you like put out the fire on but i don't Mm -hmm. have sweetgrass it's literally sitting right there still all wrapped up in its thing Okay. I need the sweetgrass. That's, that's present number two. <laughs> My house will not be safely smudged and beautiful energy brought in until December of this right. year. That's right. That's I right. There that. you go. <laughs> I, I honestly, the other thing I do, like, especially we just came off of a heat wave. I open up all the windows. Because mm-hmm. my house gets energetically charged if the windows are closed. So we, when we were talking a little bit ago about the air conditioning, I'm realizing now part of it is I use wind to clear my home. Mm-hmm. And I can because the way my house is designed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have really good cross yeah. in your place. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. Like fresh air does wonders, really. But- it really. And plants. Plants, too. Um, the energy plant because when you were talking about crystals like I see crystals and plants very similarly like they're these these I'm laughing because I have three stacks of uh when we're done here I have three stacks of stones that have to go out into my raised plant bed and all my plants that my our yeah. other friend Lisa gave me a while ago specifically for it and I was like oh today's the day it's it's ready yeah so it's funny because right. yes I'm with you yeah. And so plants have an energy vibration. Uh, crystals each have an energy vibration. So, you know, really picking the ones that resonate with you that bring, you know, that go, oh, yeah, that feels good or that one. Um, it, it helps bring that energy in your home, like as it's vibrating and with plants as they grow and, you know. They just sort of <laughs> shed their energy out into the into the into the house. <laughs> um, one of the psychic teachers. So there's a podcast called Psychic Teachers, and Faye, I cannot remember her last name. Um, Faye and Deb Bowen are the the co-hosts for it, and Faye has this amazing story that she's told numerous times on there about having a plant and having a crystal in there, and she wanted to pull the crystal out, and as soon as she grabbed the crystal, it broke in two. And her husband looked at her, and she's like. It wasn't my crystal. I shouldn't have touched it. And it was like this uh, moment. And I was like, it was the plant. It was crystal. the plant's crystal. Yeah. And she wanted to move it somewhere else. And the plant was like, we are not doing that. So it's interesting yeah. how they get attached too. Like when I transplanted a bunch of mine, they all had stones in them. And so I tried to like make sure everything went where it was. But some of them, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they went. I don't know if they got to the right plant or not. <laughs> maybe the plant absorbed. Oh, maybe. I mean, I think I, I don't know if anything I have is water soluble. It's quite possible. 
Probably not, mm-hmm. though. It's all tumbled, so I doubt it would be. But on the note of crystals, just as a complete aside, because I think we've said this before, just because we say quartz, uh, clear quartz crystal is good and you don't like it, don't use it. Don't yeah, don't right. take what everyone else is saying as gospel. I did not like sage for the longest time. I could not handle the smell of it, and I used Palo Santo, and then I finally couldn't handle the smell of both anymore and so I switched to sage so like go with what is going to work for you that's right like and that's that is the theme of all of our shows you know go with what resonates for you you know we're giving you ideas and and suggestions but you don't have you know you you just have to do what's right for you for sure yeah all right wanderers thank you for joining us today as we spoke about large energetic places we do hope if you have one that you're familiar with you have comfort there and if not feel free to reach out we love 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 doing house healings land healings and Mm -hmm. business space healings i cannot i cannot say that loudly enough anytime i get to that i get so excited because you never know what you're gonna find and you're never gonna be wrong and right you're never gonna be (laughs) right you're never gonna be invalidated so true (laughs) And if you want to share your stories with us, please feel free. You can email us, Cindy, that's C-Y-N-D-I, at intothenown.com. You can find us on Instagram at into underscore the underscore known. And you can find Lisa on Instagram at Insight and Harmony. And if you have not done so already, feel free to hit that follow button. Go ahead and rate us wherever your favorite podcast is currently housed or where our podcast is currently housed for you, I should say. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your greatest friend. Until next time, enjoy the wonder.